0: What's going on, guys? Welcome back to episode 8 of Back to the Field. Keeping it with the new format and kicking it off with the NFL, and then going to keep things interesting with some WNBA and some MLB. And then, as always, got to show some love to the Hokies as they did pull out a win in Miami. Never going to stop giving you all our weekly picks, game breakdowns, and the betting lines for our gambling degenerates out there. If you've been with us for this long you already know sit back crack open that beer and as always listen responsibly let's get it all right cool well Episode eight of Back to the Field, Eric. Um, week five in the books. Uh, first time, I'm, I'm not sure if you listened to the uh, to the last podcast, but I actually used your uh, like beer opening sound uh, in like the intro. And I yeah. think that's, yeah, that's going to be like, and I actually did it pretty well because I mean, that shit was a loud open. So I was Damn. like, I,
1: mean, I gotta, I gotta listen to that now. That's, that's what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, like, it, it, so I, what I've started doing now is um, adding like a bit of an intro to these things. So after we record, I'll just kind of record, giving like a, I don't know, like a table of context, for lack of better words, for what we're going to be talking about. And then you know how usually like when I post on Facebook, I always use like the same phrase, like "sit back, you know, open a beer, and kind of and you know remember listen responsibly or something like that." Right. Um, so I, I say the same thing, but. When I say that, um, you know, like you know, sit back and you know, open a beer, and just as I say like open a beer, I felt like it took me a while, but I timed it perfectly where, uh, like the beer beer cracking sound kind of goes off in the back. So I think that's going to be like a uh, a longstanding tradition. I think going forward that 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 sound will be there, so you can you can hang your hat on being able to contribute something.
1: <laughs> I finally added something to the group or to the podcast. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Because it, it hasn't um, been my it hasn't been my shitty picks.
0: Yeah, dude. I mean, so yeah, let, let's go right into it. Right, another week three zero for me. Um, I was not zero and three. I know that. I know I have the Packers game right. I forgot the other. Yeah, two I think two you players. were. I think you were two and one. If I if I remember correctly, I need to actually go back and like maybe re listen to the episode and see what you did. But um, yeah, dude, another three and zero week. Uh, Should have stuck with. Should have made like a fourth pick as well in my parlay to, um, uh, and parlay the San Francisco because I know I've been the kind of their biggest kind of, biggest, I would say advocate, but at least these last couple weeks, I've been kind of throwing them in my picks. But yeah, dude, had a Arizona plus three covering against Cincinnati. Uh, Eagles, I mean, handedly covered that 14 point spread. And then, uh, New Orleans did their thing with Tampa Bay. So, definitely liking this format a little better, too. Us uh, kind of just jumping right into the NFL. I know uh, we'll probably have a little bit more to talk about the Hokies. Maybe just give them our two cents. Nothing, like, in-depth. You know, they did have a impressive, to say the least, win against Miami. Uh, you know, it did get kind of close at the end. But, you know, whatever. The boys did, it and then they pulled out the win. But, yeah, dude, let's, let's kind of jump right into... NFL week six and I can kind of kick us off and kind of want to bring up one point which will lead into my first pick. But my first pick is going to be Carolina versus Tampa Bay. But a report just came out saying that Cam Newton has something called like a Liz Frank injury, which I think is just like a foot injury where you have multiple yeah. fractures on like your toes or, or something like that. Um, So, yeah, man, so just kind of wanted to get your thought, right, with how injury-prone Cam Newton is and, you know, just what he's been putting up the last couple, let's just say, seasons, right? He he really hasn't been the same Mm. since he carried that Carolina team to the playoffs. Um, It's kind of been downhill since their Super Bowl performance. But is it safe to say that Cam Newton's kind of out of your – Top 10 QBs?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. All right. Um, you know, you have – I can't – you know, if I probably could try to list off top 10, um, right, I couldn't do it. I mean, I'm sure I could, looking it up really quickly. Um, but, you know, currently you can't put him in the top 10, especially when he's been hurt. And when he wasn't hurt, you know, in the first part of the season, um, you know, he wasn't – uh, blowing up, or you know, blowing up the stat line at at all. Um, so, I mean, it's really hard to say. I, I don't think he. I mean, uh, maybe fantasy wise, he was always kind of like a top ten quarterback. Uh, you know, when healthy, but yeah. Um, you, you know, it's 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 tough, and it's tough to say. Like you know, for, act, for actual real real life, real world quarterback is a top 10. I mean, you can kind of just rattle off, you know, top 10 quarterbacks right now, you know, things, guys that come to mind right away. You know, you have Drew Brees, you have uh, Aaron Rodgers, you have Tom Brady, you know, you have Philip Rivers. Uh, Pat Mahomes. Just
0: it, yeah. Know,
1: Patrick Mahomes, you know, if it's five, makes it five. Uh, you know, you can throw in Russell Wilson, that makes it six. You yeah, um, got Wentz. Wentz, you know, you can throw in there um so i'm sure i'm missing a couple that i'm not even thinking of right now but
0: yeah no um, I, I mean it's it just like it's interesting to see right like with him being the size that he is and his kind of play style you know i think on paper just looking at him i mean he has all the utilities to be a great like dual threat quarterback but just just something about these injuries now whether it be you know he was trouble with the shitty old line for a couple seasons um, but now it just seems like, you know, he just can't seem to get rid of this like injury bug, which has haunted him at least for the last couple of seasons. It, it sucks to say, I mean, like I always liked watching him play and I think he played with a certain kind of swag. But, you know, not to focus on that too much. But like I said, I think my first pick for the week is going to be the Carolina Tampa Bay game. And I know I picked this actually the last time this matchup happened on Thursday night football. And I took Carolina to win. Obviously that didn't happen, but I don't know, man. I I think, I think the way that the team is going with the backup QB and, you know, Christian McCaffrey's kind of really hitting a stride, not only from like a fantasy standpoint, but I just think like overall, you know, he's been, you know, he's, He's making, you know, he's showing why he's the best player on that team, right? And that thing too.
1: Without him, they are nothing.
0: They absolutely are nothing. Yeah, and no, completely agree. Um, And and their defense has definitely stepped up as well, I think, over the last couple games. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you know, sure, Kyle Allen only has three games underneath him. But, you know, he's won all three. Um, And, you know, like you said, outside of McCaffrey I mean DJ Moore isn't showing any signs of like greatness that you know he's a do du- you know he's a threat running down the field but everything is running through McCaffrey um, but McCaffrey has shown that you know he's he's ready for that and not ready for that but he can be one of those like long-standing primary backs so you know in this matchup Carolina is favored by two points. Now it is going to be at Tampa Bay as well. Um, on Thursday night, Tampa Bay played in Carolina and won, um, but I'm going to take Carolina minus the two to cover the two points. I think that Carolina is trending upward and I don't know. Buccaneers for me, I, you know, I've said this, you know, every week that we do this podcast, I just don't believe in the Buccaneers. Uh, I think they're too sporadic for me. Uh, they're I mean both teams are just about average against the spread. Um, Carolina being on the positive side and sitting at three and two against the spread where Tampa Bay is two and three. Um, who knows this could be another recipe and kind of bite me in the ass where Mike Evans and Godwin kind of go off and have like another insane game. but I think I'm gonna ride the hot hand of Kyle uh, Kyle Allen and uh McCaffrey to cover the two points on this one. What are you thinking?
1: Yeah, I think I think this game will be either like high scoring or like no scoring at all. Um,
0: gotcha. Okay. W- with, yeah, uh, I didn't really see what the over/under was stuck at for this one, but forty-seven and a half. Oh, okay. All right. Not 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 terrible. Yeah. So who who uh, you taking as one of your first picks?
1: Uh, well, I might as well just get it over with. Uh, I'll take Miami against the Redskins. Uh, they're getting three and a <laughs> half, three three and a hook. Uh, so it's in Miami. Not that it matters. Um, you know, when you have when you have poo versus poo, uh, you might as well take the poo with the points. Um, so I, I don't Wait, see so this. So Miami's
0: getting the three and a half. Yes.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Um, so uh, these both teams are just God. This is the the this is the tankathon. This is the tank bowl. The insufferable bowl. Uh, this don't watch bowl, the toilet bowl, um, you know,
0: loser, <laughs> loser of this Any game. other names? <laughs> you know, this, yeah, anything bowl. That, yeah, he, he, here's what I don't get, right? Like I saw that you guys are starting Colt McCoy. Like why not see what – because like here's, here's my thing, right? And I think this was the same thing that a lot of the Giants fans were saying as well with the QB class next year. Obviously, we know how great it's going to be. Why not see what you have in your first round pick, right? Like if Dwayne Haskins ends up being a bust, and like at least you know that going into the draft that you drafting Tua or Herbert, um, like like you're going to get like a you know like a solid QB, and you know that hey, you know what, we tried our first round pick last year, didn't work out, but so we feel comfortable, right? Like that's the one thing that I don't get as to yeah, sure, like you can sit there and say that. You know he's not ready, he's not ready, he still needs more training, but like, what better time to do it? I mean, everyone in the fucking league knows that you guys are aiming for an 0-16 record, right? So that's just kind of what's baffling to me, is that you guys aren't doing kind of like what the Giants did, right? Seeing what they have at Daniel Jones. If it doesn't work right. out, well, great. Then you know like, you're going to get a stud QB next year. But I see no benefit of just kind of sitting him on the bench. And then Uh, what i i wouldn't be surprised it's going to be another like josh rosen situation which ironically enough he's the one that's facing off against the redskins uh playing for miami
1: well i don't i don't see either the giants or the redskins bailing on their current quarterback even if you know they have a horrible season or they don't put up the stats
0: giants not so much right like i mean daniel jones has proven that you know all right he can play
1: yeah i i but but even redskins unless they're in like the top three even number one overall and it's just a quarterback you just just cannot pass up on whoever that may be because there's still time for these players to grow throughout the college season. You know, who knows, who knows is going to who who should be projected to be number 1. We we don't know yet. We can all fantasize or think about who we, who it is, but we don't really know. I mean, t- too many times where we talk about a player it's going to be a first round pick early in the season that as the season goes on Maybe they get hurt. Maybe they don't leave, live up to expectations. So you have a little more you're second-guessing yourself. You just don't know. But I, I, it's, it's hard with Haskins. It's so hard because the guy only played one season at Ohio State. Now, given it was a great season, but, you know, it was in a total different offense than what Redskins are trying to do. Yes, so it's kind of a two, two-sided answer. It's like one side is like, yeah, you drafted a guy at 15 overall. You expect him to be somewhat ready to play, or or should be able to play, because you have a Gardner Minshew who's drafted in the sixth round, who's playing for the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are not lightening it up, but at least he seems very uh comparable, or you know he's very not comparable, but he he can play. You can you can obviously tell he has enough talent to to play in the, the leagues, and at least he's shown. Yeah, exactly. He has. Like, like he's at so, least standing up on his own too. Right. right? Exactly. And so like. You have that side where it's like, okay, those guys are playing, so why can't Dwayne Haskins? And maybe because you know Menchu, who played two, three years as a starter, you know he's more seasoned, he was more ready. Whereas again, you know Dwayne Haskins he was sitting for two, three years as a backup, and then finally got his one year starter declared, so he really only has one year of starting since high school. So he's very, very raw. And then so so you have the argument of, okay, well, do you throw him into the wild and see what he's got? Um, and kind of, like you said, show you, see if he's going to be even worthwhile of hanging on to, um, or do you not want to don't throw him or do you say, Hey, let's not throw him into the wild. We don't want to break him, You know, we don't want to have him lose his confidence because we all know in this sport or any sport, confidence is key. If you have no confidence and you know, I can attribute to that. I lost confidence while playing, you know, basketball as I, you know, throughout high school and I sucked mm-hmm. as, you know, no confidence. You absolutely suck. You just don't, you, you don't trust yourself and you second guess yourself. So they don't want him to like kind of go down that, uh, that slippery slope. But at the other side of it, it's like, hey, it's like you have two shitty or below average quarterbacks in front of you. You know, they're not playing so well. Might as well kind of see what you have. But it, it's a balancing act of like who they're playing. You know, of course, you know they're, the last thing they were going to do is have them play against uh you know
0: new england's defense since they're you know since they're one of the best yeah i mean new New england defense definitely not like i think that's like a horrible team to would it make sense to have them
1: play against miami who's not a great defense or any other team that just doesn't have a very strong defense Sure, i could see i don't see why not it's just tough because you know it it, you know it's a fan base wants to see him because it's the sexy pick at number one in the first round that's what you want to see and you know, then you have an argument, you know, within it of like, OK, well, if he was worthy of a, fifth, a 15th overall, you know, shouldn't he be able to play by now or at least see some snaps? I, I don't know. This this is a weird situation. I wasn't so hot on the pick. You know, he might turn out to be a really good quarterback. You know, who knows? Maybe, you know, no one was really complaining about, you know, Patrick Mahomes sitting on the bench all year long. Um, I, I think, yeah. you know, Haskins is getting this rep just because of all the dysfunction that the Redskins have. If the Redskins aren't that dysfunctional and not making the headlines for all for all their management slip-ups and with Dan Snyder and Bruce Allen of just being total fuck-ups uh, within their own jobs, then you probably don't hear many storylines with uh doing Haskins, and I'm sure that, that Daniel Jones being in the same division doesn't help his case since he was, yeah, exactly, throw, thrown into the wild as well. But I think it's unfair. I mean, when you're ready, you're ready. Uh, but like I said, no, no one, no one complained with Mahomes sitting out the whole year. I, mean, I think he saw some scrap duty at the end of some games, but nothing. Well, yeah, really I mean, I think
0: him. with Mahomes is a little different because he had Alex Smith in front of him, right? Like he had a competent quarterback they weren't like sucking but nor were they like lighting it up either right where yeah, i think it's like you said in the current like in the current system right now that's going on and whatever the fuck's going on in, in washington you know nothing is working right you have no run game your defense is sporadic like you have no clear quarterback you have you know some rookies out wide that are making a name for himself but like you know that's that's it right so if you're going to draft someone, granted, you know, he only had one year of experience, but you draft him at 15th overall, like, he needs to see a little bit more time than just like half a game, right? And and at this point, is there really an upside? Like, is there any downside, I guess better says, is there any downside? Yes, to because, because you, have,
1: you can't just look at him as a single piece. Like, you have to see the team as a whole. And when you look at that, you look at, okay, what's around them? Because I've said this, and... I'm the biggest advocate. If you don't have an offensive line, you don't have a team. I don't care who's that quarterback. I don't care who's that running back, and I don't care who your receivers are. If you don't have an offensive line, you're going to lose every game or lose more games than you win. And the last thing you want to do is put behind a, 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 a raw first-year rookie quarterback behind an offensive line that can't block for running or pass protection – him getting, I mean, we saw it in a couple of games he got in, or the game for the Giants. He kept got sacked many times. He was scrambling a lot. It's just not. That's the that's the one half of it. So it's hard to put in a quarterback that you know. Doesn't yeah, have time I say yeah. yeah.
0: Like like it, the situation, I, I think it's – yeah. Like think, like the situation is if you're just looking at the situation and him as one piece, then you know, it's someone like me saying like, oh, why not just start him? Like, there's no downside, right? You guys are already sucking regardless. But then I can also see on the flip side as well, where just looking at from like a confidence standpoint for like a rookie, you know, knowing that all right, you know, yeah, I'm starting for a team, but like I know I'm going to get sacked at least like three, four times a game, so you know, it's it's not like the greatest thing for him to, um, you know, for him to kind of learn on, right? I Especially with only one on. season underneath his belt.
1: Yeah, I guess it all depends on what report you read and you believe in. I mean, some some reporters or beat writers are saying. The coaches don't want to play play him because he's not ready, and then uh, coaches don't want to play him because he's not ready, um, or they didn't want him in the draft. Um, you know, the coaches want to play the other quarterback because they believe they put him in the best position to win. Um, and again, they're just reports. You know, you know they're they're all just going off their sources, and whether those sources are accurate or not, we don't know. But I, I don't know. It's a really tricky situation. The good thing is they don't need him to there's nothing to salvage in this season you know whether you win or lose most most likely lose it doesn't really change like the direction of this football team you play him if you want to play him but it's not like he is a make or break it for this season the season's already lost so so you know more than likely what i see is they're going to play until they're like probably one and nine oh and ten something like that and then they're going to be like okay obviously nothing's working we're, we're eliminated from the playoffs let's just try to let's see what we got or maybe play a little bit of haskins uh and some you know spare duty or um and see what we got and may, or maybe not maybe, I, I don't know i think it just all depends shoot i mean someone could get hurt in front of him and he has to play um but that being said anyways um yeah for all the dysfunction and the new head coaching with the Redskins, they were now they're shifting their offensive scheme to more of a run heavy uh, towards Adrian Peterson. Um, I mean, it's this team. What's I don't I look at their schedule; they're not going to be favored in any game. I'm surprised they're favored in this game, being in Miami again. Not that Miami has a big home field advantage but still.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, I think they're just I mean, this game uh, is just like I mean it's rightfully so it's called it's called the tank bowl right so it's just the worst of the worst so i think at this point they're just kind of giving it to just one team yeah but i'm i'm surprised that normally you'd see if two teams are evenly matched the favor goes to the home team but i guess in this case um they think miami is is much worse regardless but not not to spend too much time, and it's interesting because I was looking at this game, and, and I was actually wanted to pick this game, but uh, again, I just like I feel like this is going to be like just a really shitty game. I'm not going to watch it. I probably really won't care about the outcome, even if I did bet. So that's why, kind of going on that same trend of, I guess, giving a like an underdog pick. Right, um, I'm looking at New Orleans and Jacksonville. Um, so Saints are traveling down to Florida, facing off with Gardner Minshew, two backup quarterbacks. I know, you know, I picked Kyle Allen. Um, and you know, this is another battle of the other quarterbacks of the backups. Uh Jacksonville is favored by one, so I mean you can kind of just notch it as a pick'em game. Um I'm gonna take and you know, I probably alluded to this but I'm going to take the saints you know I I think outside of the stellar play that Gardner Minshew's been doing and I know Leonard Fournette's been uh having quite the game you know quite the season as well nothing spectacular but you know he's he's doing decent uh, I think he out of 5 weeks he's top 5 for rushing yards um so yeah I mean it um it it definitely puts him in great company with like the Christian McCaffrey's and Dalvin Cooks of the world. But yeah, you know, that being said, you know, I'm just looking at the pairing of, you know, Michael Thomas, Alvin, you know, Kamara, that Saints defense. Um, I think they should be able to cover. I mean, it's a point spread. So at this point, it's really just them winning, you know, winning it straight. Um, God forbid this ha- ends in a tie. Uh, but yeah, dude, I, I mean, it-, it, was- it was an interesting stat that I saw both All three, Teddy Bridgewater, Gardner Minshew, and Kyle Allen out of Carolina, um, all have a 3-0 record since starting. So, I mean, obviously, you know, stats are stats. You can kind of take them as you look, you know, however you want them. Um, I mean, they're not, like, lighting it up by any means, but, you know, they're not not doing shitty either, right? I mean, you look at an opposite side of a very shitty, and yet it was a sad situation to see as well um, with Mason Rudolph out in, like, Pittsburgh. I don't know if you saw that game. But dude got knocked the fuck out. It was kind of scary. I I, thought he was dead. Dude, I I saw the replay. Like he seized up. Like his arms arms were like locked up. Yeah. Um. But yeah, dude. I mean, it it sucks. You know. I I remember us going back. You know, going back to our preseason episodes. You know, we thought that the uh, sorry, um, Pittsburgh was gonna actually still stay at top of this division, I mean, I don't know anymore, man. I mean, Juju's not showing anything. James Conner is, you know, run of the mill. And obviously with a third-string quarterback, there's not much that you can do. Yeah, I mean, no one could predict this. It's, you know,
1: no, no teams really win with their third-string. Yeah,
0: exactly. And and regardless of the talent that they have elsewhere, like, you know, on the defense and things like that, um, you know, it, it's, a, it's a sad situation for them. But neither here nor there, uh, I'm sticking with Teddy Bridgewater – um, I, I think this team, you know, I, I did hear a lot of podcasts earlier and a lot of beat writers saying that the Saints are on like a revenge tour, obviously being jipped out of the playoff twice once on a bad call and then obviously there was the Minnesota Miracle. but I, I don't know man. Uh, I mean, Drew Brees did post up videos of him throwing. I I would be very surprised if the Saints make it back. Into the playoffs, and if they do, I don't think that they'd go very far. Um, well, I think they definitely make the playoffs. I mean, Teddy's Teddy
1: Bridgewater has won like two games so far for them. I think the what three or three games. So I mean, they, I mean, I mean yeah,
0: yeah, like, like, like they're four and one right now. Um, so that game that you know, the game that the Saints lost was the same game, it was against the Rams, it was the same game that uh, that Breeze went down. And then since then, Teddy Bridgewater and then, you know, saying the same for Gardner Minshew and Kyle Allen, all of them since they've come in 3-0, which is a very interesting stat as backup QBs um, as Gardner Minshew also was playing for a a longtime backup QB of of Nick Foles and he got injured. So, um, but yeah, dude, don't want to, I think there's not much to say about this game, but. Going to take the Saints, and let's just call it a pick I mean, it's a point. They're getting a point. But going to take the Saints with the uno point. Yeah, I would have uh,
1: – if you didn't take them, I think I would have taken the same thing. Um, uh, so my second pick, uh, I have uh, Seattle minus two uh, as um, as I go into Cleveland.
0: Okay, I'm I'm, we could probably spend some time at this game because I have the same exact game as well. Is like there a, something that I'm missing? Like, like is there a reason why Seattle is, like, they're not favored by at least a touchdown against the Browns?
1: I don't know. This seems too good to be true. I mean, their defense is revamped. Um, they, uh, or at least, you know, with the acquisition with Jadavian Clowney, minus two seems very, very low.
0: And yeah, it seems and like, like Russell Wilson is putting up like MVP numbers this year, too.
1: Yeah. He, and Cleveland seems like they haven't clicked yet. I think it's only a matter of time where they get their offense going. They kind of got it going against Baltimore's defense and then they kind of stalled last week. Um, so I, I don't know. But even even though Cleveland's home, I think I think Seattle is going to absolutely roll. Not absolutely roll, but they're going to win convincingly. Um and I, I'm gonna, I'm taking Seattle to cover the two points easily. I mean the, yeah. the fact that it's not minus three to scare people away with a field goal is very surprising. Um, so I, I'm definitely taking Seattle uh, minus two points to cover the two yeah, and, points.
0: Yeah, and and just kind of looking at like the offensive stats, right? Like, uh, just using teamrankings.com Uh, definitely not a sponsor, but. You know, if you get sponsored, that'd be hella cool. Um, but just looking from an offensive side, right, they seem fairly balanced in most of the stats. I mean, yards per play, they're both sitting around six yards, um, you know, both calling about the same amount of rush and pass plays. I think Cleveland has the edge in passing, where Seattle has the edge in rushing. But the big difference, which I think is going to be I mean which I think rightfully so and I, and I think this is where the comparison and you could even say drop off between Will, Russell Wilson and Baker Mayfield is going to show is completion percentage and red zone scoring. Uh Seattle sitting at 73 and 76% respectively for completion and red zone where Cleveland's sitting in the 50. So th- this is why like when I was looking at this you know I was just very surprised to see that it was this close of a line which is why i was trying to figure out and do a little more research like is there someone injured or you know is there something that we're just not taking into account because for a team that's like seattle is like this should be personally i think this should be more like a five and a half six and a half kind of a line rather than like you know the one or two points that i'm seeing right now but no i i completely agree i mean i i looked at the game as well and I was like, yeah, this is this is too easy not to take. Oddly enough, I was looking at some other games as well. There's a lot of games that are a lot closer than I thought. There was a lot more of your like one-point spreads, you know, three-point spreads. Um, you know, the biggest spreads that I, I think the biggest spreads that I saw was one was the game that we had yesterday, which was the Giants versus New England, and then the Bengals versus the Ravens um is sitting at a twelve point spread. Everything else, you're looking at sub touchdown. Um, I mean Dallas and the Dallas game and the Steelers game are both sitting at seven points, but yeah, everything else is is under seven. So seems like there's gonna be a lot of closer games in, which rightfully so, right? We're kind of nearing the heart of the schedules.
1: Uh, you said you mentioned the Cincinnati Baltimore game, because that's Cincinnati plus ten and a half. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's ten and a half. Interesting. Uh, has given me two more points, or I guess a point and a half. Cincinnati has it has it at plus twelve. Or sorry, Fanduel has Cincinnati plus twelve. Um, wow, which, that's a lot of points. I mean, I'm still staying away from this game. Like, there's no one in Cincinnati. I mean, yeah, I saw a report that like AJ Green's like practicing again. So he's. I, they said that he's ruled out for this week, but he's coming back the week after, which I think was the initial estimate of him coming back week seven week eight anyway yeah um but i i think the ravens cover this easily i mean it is a lot of points i just want to stay away from this game uh just because i thought there were like better games out there uh but i wouldn't be surprised you know who knows i might just throw that in like a parlay with some with some other like random games out there gotcha but um yeah dude uh I think that kind of covers up the NFL. Um not much What I only get two games. picks. I thought you gave a third pick, no? what,
1: was my, what were my two picks? I
0: or thought you picks. took you, you took tank bowl and you took um what's it called? Didn't you take oh shit, you didn't take another team. Oh my bad. Damn. Uh what well, well, fuck. <laughs> oh my bad, my bad. All right, all right, go for it. Sorry. Yeah, all right, <laughs> we'll switch your third pick. I don't even know if I want to take a... <laughs> you should stick the two? I'm just going mean, to go two and No,
1: no I'll, uh, yeah, I took Seattle minus two, uh, or covering the two points as my second pick. Um, All right. Uh, and then as my uh, my third pick, I was leaning towards Green Bay covering the four points, but Detroit always plays them pretty close, and they're, they're playing very well in offense, so I'm staying away from that. So... Uh, I'm going to, or my third pick, uh, kind of, I feel like I always pick them every week, just like I pick against the Redskins every week. Uh, I'm going to take Philadelphia Eagles who are the, uh, uh, three point dogs against my, uh, Minnesota. I'm sorry, Minnesota okay. being at home. Uh, I just think, you know, if you, if you can stop, uh, the run game, uh, for Minnesota, then you can hold them in check offensive wise. Which I think Philadelphia can do, um, and you know they're fetching three points, which I like. I always like taking teams with the points if I feel like it's a pretty even matchup. And uh, I think uh, I think Philly's getting healthier. I think DeJon Jackson's coming back this week. If not, nope, he's out. Uh, if not, if he's uh, out, that's fine. Um, you know, they still have you know Aguilar's there. You still have um, Jeffrey there. You have Jordan Howard who's heating up. I think they're going to make him hit the lead dog now um, in front of uh, Miles Sanders. Seems like Miles Sanders had his chance to uh, become become the lead dog at, in Philadelphia, but he's kind of missed his mark. Kind of had a couple good plays here and there, but nothing where it's you know keeping him. And Jordan Howard's still very young. I don't know what why no one wants him. He's a very good running back. He's only like maybe twenty. Yeah, five, I mean, I'd, years old. I
0: year. like how they're playing both of them though. Like I think they're doing a pretty good job with kind of I mean yeah like it, it's very interesting to see like not many teams are like cycling out three backs I mean but there's yeah I think Miles uh Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders like respectively are carrying the load and then you'll randomly see like Sproles come in there for like a play or two but yeah, there's no I agree having
1: like two two running backs just to keep yeah them both exactly healthy and uh you know god forbid someone gets hurt at least you still have a serviceable running back it's not like it's a huge drop-off well at least it doesn't seem like a huge drop-off from one to the other, or vice versa. Uh, but yeah, it's my third pick. I like Philly, plus three, three points uh, hey, against the
0: Minnesota Vikings. You know I'm always going to support you when you pick the Philly. My, my only thing, the only reason I stayed away from this game is is that secondary. And with the player and the connection that Kirk Cousins has with Adam Thielen, I, I just, like, I feel like this could be another one of those scenarios where, if you look back at the Green Bay game, where... Devonte Adams had like more yards than our entire offense. I can very well see this being one of those games. Now, you know, Thielen isn't one of like your, you know, outside wing burners. I mean, he's, I think, more of an in-between, like he's your second guy. I think that's what Diggs used to play was your kind of main receiver running down the field, hit him like for 25, 30 yards. But Diggs has been a dud. Um, I, I haven't seen much out of him. I was looking at a yeah, stat got, the other day on Instagram. Like his receptions has dropped off like astronomically compared to what he had last year.
1: Yeah, they got problems with digs. He wants out apparently, or that's what it at least sounds like, and it doesn't seem like they're very they're clicking on all cylinders with him. So, if, he, like a if coaching he's just thing gonna or like sp- if if he, he, just, just, just,
0: he just wants out.
1: I think he says he hasn't really. It's said it like verbatim and not directly, but. I think someone's saying, "Hey, are the trade rumors like are they are they, are they true?" And he's like, "Yeah, the, the the rumors are true." He never said it in, like he's not saying it exactly, but sounds like he wants out. I think he's had enough of Kirk Cousins as his quarterback. They're not they're not clicking. I don't know why they they've done well in the past. Why is this year different? I have no clue, but they seem like they have kind of a cohesion problem with their receivers. And if he's not playing well, then defend against Dylan and they should be fine, but I could be wrong. Like I have been in the past, but I like Philly plus three,
0: um, uh, as my third pick. All right, dude. Well, that kind of, I think wraps up the, the NFL, right? Um, I think before we kind of jump into college football, I know, uh, I, I know we talked about it last episode, you know, we want to start including some more sports in here uh, and just kind of, you know, broaden our listening base. I mean, we've almost reached 100 total listens, which is, I think, for, for what kind of I had envisioned for this, I mean, like, obviously, this is not something that I'm using as like a primary career or anything like that. This is just something that I like to do for fun, but kind of jumping on... The hot trends right now, right? Obviously, let's start with what's closest to home for us uh, today. First game of the NLCS, the Nats are in. Um, Man, I thought you were going to say, you know, Mystics I know basketball. probably. <laughs> I mean, if you want to touch them, I know you were at that game yesterday. Um, I just wanted to, you know, I-, I thought we'd cover cover them. But all right, I mean, if you want to give us, you know, how how your experience at your first, was it first WNBA game?
1: Yeah, right? first, first WNBA game happens to be game five, the winner winner take all game for the WNBA finals. Uh, first time I was ever in the new uh, stadium that they built for the Mystics. It's, they don't play in a, uh, Capital One anymore. They, they play Yeah, in- you know,
0: I was going to say, like I saw, like I saw pictures you posted up and I was like, yo, that stadium looks small. I was like, "There's no way oh, that this is variety- or the Capital One Arena, or something like that."
1: Yeah, there's some like small, like D one or even D two schools that have bigger stadiums than this one that maybe holds, I would say, <laughs> capacity maybe like five to eight thousand, because like you know they have a small lower deck that looks very high schoolish with like the bleachers that have like you know they have seats on them, but they're bleachers that fold outwards from like the wall, uh, and then like the only second deck they have uh, go- only goes around halfway. Um, so it's not very big, but I mean, it was two capacity. I mean, they, they sold out. Got to give them credit for that. Uh, I'll tell you what, I mean, you can dog women's sports in general, but these, 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 uh, these ladies can play. I know if I played against them, not just on the mystics, but even on the other team, they would kick my ass. Like there's like some of these girls, like everyone knows for the most part, uh, Elena Della Don, she's an MVP. She's the MVP of the season. She's really good. Uh, but the MVP of the of the finals is, uh, forget her first name, but her last name's Misaman. I mean, she is so good. She can drain it from three. She can drive it. She can post up. She has, you know, up and under moves that are fooling all the defenses and uh, very, very fundamental. I mean, you don't have to like the WNBA, but yeah. they, you know, if you like fundamental basketball, you would appreciate it.
0: I mean, I, I, um, I just want to go back to the point where you were talking about. Them being able to like whoop your ass. I mean, they're oh, still at the end of the day like they're professional athletes, right? Like whether they be women or not. Like I'm sure there's some like D1 you know girls that could probably whoop your ass in in basketball as well. Like I mean,
1: it's just <laughs> it, yeah, no. Yeah. It's a matter of like you know, sure I could out physical them just because by nature. Oh man, just- there's some big girls. Well, you think you think you're gonna post up Elena DelaDon? I mean, maybe, maybe not. I mean, she is... I think she's, like, 6'5", at least. So she's, she's a little taller than me. I don't know what her weight is, and I don't want to assume what her weight is. Uh, but, I mean, it's not like she's... Like, she's just fit. Like, she's she's probably a, a good, like... My guess is she's, like, 6'5", like, 180, 190 is my guess. Um, so it's not like she's skin and bones or anything like that. And, you know, she's, she's, she's just overall you know, in good shape, fit. But I think... You know, they just—they have better. You know, I went, they just look. They're, they play in the WNBA for a reason. They're—they're they're good at what they do. You know, they're limited to their athletic ability just by, you know, the God-given gifts that you know women and male uh, or female males get. But they are—they can shoot better than me. Um, I would say I'm fat. I could be faster. Well, not now and no. not anymore maybe back Yo, in the
0: day <laughs> not doubtful
1: yeah maybe back I in the day I'm sure,
0: I'm sure i'm sure you'd be faster than some people but you know i'd, I'd put good money that some of them would smoke your ass <laughs> yeah no no okay yeah i took
1: that back so back in the day i would smoke them <laughs> but not not now um, maybe at least i'd beat like you know who you know maybe uh, some of the girls, like maybe two or three of them, I would, I yeah.
0: Would I mean, if you like running against, like, what, like Brittany Griner, she she played what, uh, like the five position. You probably could beat her down the court or something like that. But yeah, I mean, like you throwing like a point guard, no way, no chance in hell. <laughs> yeah, no, she'd run right
1: by me. So I guess it all depends on who you're playing against. But these these yeah. these women are good. Like all of them, like shoot like ninety percent from the free throw line. It is amazing
0: damn well like, I, I guess i guess fundamentals right when it comes yeah, down to it yeah there's like there's one there's this one
1: girl that literally like shoots the way that you're taught from like day one where you like you know keep your elbow in you know hold it like hold the ball like head high and then like extend your arm and follow through with your, your fingers pointing down and she does that with just one arm she doesn't use her like her other arm to kind of stabilize the ball as she's holding it interesting she All just right. has like her other arm like by her side and just shoots it with one arm and just goes in all the time. It's amazing. These, these women, again, very, very fundamental. It's very impressive how, you know, yes, they're not jumping out of the roof and they're not dunking it and they're not, you know, maybe it's not as physical as men, but you leave them open, they're going to make the shot and they can make the, you know, a fadeaway shot. Uh, they know how to use the, the, the bank, uh, for some of their shots at angles. Um, you know, they have really good post moves up and unders, um, so I mean, I, I was thoroughly impressed. I thought I thought it was going to be more of a joke, but you know, I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed myself. And uh, you know, nice, Mystics man. are a really good team. They they went to the finals last year and they lost. I forget against who, but uh, and so that they came back this year, went back to back finals, and uh, won their very first ever uh, WNBA finals. So good for them. Yeah, it did uh, DC is slowly becoming uh, a city of champions. For sports yeah, it, that most
0: people <laughs> don't care you know, about I saw I saw a um I saw a uh, like Instagram post of it, it, was, it like a it was like a SpongeBob like picture of like Squidward I know looking exactly out from his what you're talking about. Right? and then he's talking about like the the Redskins looking at the Nationals uh yeah, Nationals, the caps and the mystics. And I'm like, holy shit, that's so funny. That was um, so accurate. But yeah, I mean maybe just kind of touching up a little bit on that other team right uh this is probably more up your wheelhouse but we got game one of the NLCS Nationals versus St. Louis um I mean I know diddly squat about baseball but I mean at least from a betting perspective we have the Nats sitting at a run and a half underdog and an over under set at eight so I don't know you want to give a give the listeners maybe like a five minute soundbite or some shit like that about this game. I, this or, is, I mean, the you know, series, doesn't matter, right?
1: I mean, uh, I, I think the nationals win will win. Assume if their bullpen can be just average, they clearly have the better starters, you know, one, two, three starters, with Strasburg, um, uh, Scherzer and Corbin Corbin is starting tonight. I believe he's their third starter, but he could be a number two on any other team. Uh, maybe a number one on some, who knows? Um, but it, it, it all depends on. So we have a couple players today that aren't. You know, one of their top relievers isn't playing because he has a baby, um, and so they're bringing one of their other relievers that was inactive in the round before, and he is complete poo. So if he pitches, it's good for the Cardinals. Um, uh, uh, man, under over eight, I I, the Cardinals are good take, for the Nationals. Well, good for the Cardinals because the oh, oh, yeah, gotcha, okay. sucks.
0: He sucks. Yeah, I see it. Uh, Daniel um, Daniel Hudson is the guy. Yeah, they, exactly. They, they, they legitimately Hudson. on the injury report has them yeah. listed. So they have like Daniel Hudson, right-handed pitcher, status paternity. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I don't yeah. think I've ever yeah. seen that before. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of surprising.
1: So most guys would just you know, uh, maybe they had the baby like just like hours ago and they just couldn't make it now. Because usually like the women are like you know go ahead you know. Thanks for being here. You know, they need you. Yada yada. I don't know. Maybe that's not the right thing to say. But um anyways, it's, it's tough. I, I don't know who I would have to see who's pitching for uh the Cardinals because I know it's not Flaherty, is there. So they have my oh, so Mikolos the or you know Miles yeah, Mikolas. Yeah. It's a uh,
0: Sanchez versus Miles Oh, Sanchez has
1: start. Oh my god. Just just take the over on 8 if if you can. Um uh, th- these guys, both of them, were either the, the third or fourth start in the rotation. Um, I-, I would take the over on this. I don't. S- S- Sanchez is okay to, to to average, and then Mikolas or yeah, Mikolas or Mikolas, whatever you want to say it. Uh, he was like their third or fourth starter as well. Um, you know, the bullpens. Cardinals have the best NL bullpen, so. Um, if they, if, if their starter can pitch well and get to their bullpen, they should be fine. If the nationals have to break into their bullpen soon, it's going to be a lot of runs most likely for the nationals since they're down their best, uh, one of their better relievers and everyone else sucks except for Doolittle, but Doolittle could be poo little sometimes too. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but anyways, so I, I don't know who's going to win. Um. I would lean towards taking Nationals uh, with the run the and a uh, half. But and definitely the, the over. over on the eight, you oh, think? Yeah, I think I would definitely take the over.
0: All right. Well, I, I mean, over. don't want to spend too much time. And we'll probably substitute baseball with hockey once uh, hockey kind of gets into full swing with, with the Caps. Um, but let's just kind of maybe end it out with some uh, – some of the college game slates, right? Um, We do have a couple games going on for Friday. I think one of the, I guess one that really not really matters for us, but, you know, that does have an effect on the Hokies is, uh, you know, UVA taking on Miami. Um, Go
1: Hurricanes.
0: Yeah. Um, Well, it's in Miami. So uh, who knows? Um, And then just from Saturday, right? A lot of, a lot of actually i'm pretty surprised with the matchups i think there's a lot of good games that historically have shown room for upsets um i think one of my favorite games just like throughout the year to watch is always a red river showdown um for those that don't know it's the uh, oklahoma texas matchup but yeah dude i mean I, i always love watching that matchup uh i always feel that Texas is catching a lot of points in that game. I might have
1: to take Texas plus ten.
0: Yeah, and I mean, yeah, I was also looking. I was looking at this spread too. Um, Over under set at seventy five. Um, you know, two. Uh, you know, Longhorns are sitting at number eleven, but you could say like a top ten matchup. Um, and I think this is going to be one of the more exciting matches of of the week, of uh, the weekend, um, at least for the morning slate. Uh, you get into the afternoon, you know, you got your classic SEC matchup of Bama versus Texas A&M. Um, and then you got Arizona State. It wanted, actually, you know, before I say this, this is probably one of the more game like games that actually uh, stood out to me as a bit more interesting. You got Washington State and Arizona State. Um, Arizona sitting at number 18, and this is at Arizona State. And oddly enough, this is a pick em game. Um so don't know what to make of this. Uh, it's in Arizona and well, Washington State can put up points. Yeah, and it, which is why like I haven't like really watched much of these teams, but this might be one of those games where you know, yeah, I might just have Alabama and AM like in the background, but I'd be more interested in kind of seeing uh the Washington State versus Arizona State game. Now this is going to be shown on the Pac-12 network, so I doubt I'll get it here in New York. Um that being said, You know, for those one bet which is already a lot. Like before the we started recording the episode, I put money down on this game, Baylor versus Texas Tech over under set at fifty eight, and I was like, I'm surprised that it's it's that low to be quite honest. Yeah, that's
1: extremely low. Yeah. Yeah. So
0: definitely took the over on that. You know, I love me some good old classic backyard football, no defense, all offense, combined like twelve hundred yards at the end of the game. You know, some shit like that. But, you know, for those, again, right, Texas Tech, like, you know, I just think anyone out of the, that division, right, your, your Texas Techs, your Oklahomas, your Baylors, like anything coming out of the Big 12, just watch their games if you're, you know, just trying to get into college football. I think if they're the more, I guess, exciting games to watch because you got more of those big plays, you know, once I think, you know, you want to see, I guess, closer to some, NFL level talent, you know, venture into like the SEC and a few ACC games, but you know, nothing like nothing great. You're, you're probably going to be better with your SEC Big 10s. Um, you
1: have a huge, huge, I believe, game days here. A Penn State Island? SEC. Oh, no, SEC? Uh, oh Florida, 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 this, yeah. Yeah, Florida,
0: LSU. Dude, that's going to be a hell of a game. At LSU, is catching
1: 13 and a half points. That's ridiculous. I don't know. LSU's really good. They have a
0: Yeah, and, and really at home LSU.
1: too. Like that's That's tough though. 13's a lot. Death
0: Valley, or Death Valley, sorry, with an F is gonna be roaring. Um yeah, that, that's interesting. 13 and a half. Like I, I mean, yeah, both teams are doing good. I mean, to be quite honest, I did not see the Gators coming at like I don't know where the fuck they came out of. Um, you had your doubts on the Gators, right? Or well, that's
1: because they were starting the other quarterback, the uh, uh, Francois. What's his name? Uh, no, no, Francois is uh, was was at State. Florida State. Uh, he had a um, uh, Felipe Frank. Oh, gotcha, be, uh, gotcha. Felipe Frank. So he's, uh, now they finally went over to their their new quarterback the, Trask, some Kyle Trask. I yeah. believe his name is, uh, which is funny. He has – he before his first start in like – he came in at halftime against uh, Kentucky two weeks ago. That was his – that was the first time he started uh, a game since his JV JV years in high school. Did not start one game or did not play one um, game in on varsity in his high school. Interesting. Okay. Damn. So that's – kind of a cool story, but he, he seems more serviceable than Felipe Franks. He's yeah. awful. Um, and then obviously yeah, so started, Jake
0: Burroughs, having I mean, like a hell of a year as well.
1: Yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's, he's um, definitely, uh,
0: but yeah, th- this is, this is definitely going to be a game to watch. Uh, the 13 and a half though. I, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if LSU covers this, but it's just kind of being one of those classic inner division rivals. Um, you know, both teams are kind of sitting atop of their respective sides of the SEC. You know, Florida's at top, and then LSU's sitting second to uh, second to Bama.
1: Yeah, I think I think LSU's going to win. That's just so, I and mean, I think they'll win convincingly. I just, it is so hard to pick you know, team to cover 13 and a half points. That's so scary.
0: Yeah. And and, and that thing too, with like two, both really good teams, right? Like, it's not like this is a lopsided game or anything like that. Like both teams are very good. Um, You know, both, both defenses are averaging, you know, only allowing about 270 yards a game, um, sub 100 rushing yards. But then you look on the offensive side, you know, both teams are putting up 45 points. Um, so it's, I mean, I like, I like it's hard I'm, i like
1: florida's defense i just don't know if i trust their offense as much but we'll see i, mean, I think the two other games that i'm looking man. at that have huge spreads but could be good games and you know it's kind of scary for these two teams to cover so florida state and clemson you know florida state has struggled recently but they still have athletes all over the place they recruit very well they are 27 point dogs against clemson
0: yeah, this is a little, and Clemson just squeaked out a win against yeah. UNC and too. Usually, like Clemson's yeah. not doing as great as they intercom. games
1: are usually closer than you know the experts think or the Vegas boys. And then you have, as we mentioned, the Texas A&M game. Who's at home? Texas A&M at home against Bama. Bama's probably going to win most likely. I think we all can predict that. But seventeen points is so much against like a a very good Texas yeah. A&M squad.
0: Yeah, uh, those are both interesting. If if anything, I'd probably lean in taking the Florida State game. Um, yeah,
1: of the two, I agree. You know,
0: like, it, it's just so hard to bet against Bama, right? Like, you never know what kind of team is showing up. Um, and, and I think I've had it more than I'd like to admit that I've just been kind of bit by, like, Alabama just always covering the spread. Um, So that's why I usually tend to, unless it's some like ridiculous fucking spread, then like I tend to not bet against Bama. But more often than not, I usually stay against those games. Um, And we could maybe even just close out. uh, I mean, I think another game that I'm just going to watch is Penn State, Iowa. Um, I always feel like that's always a nice matchup to matchup to see. Uh, But I guess from a closing perspective, you know, Hokies take on Rhode Island, Nothing, in you know, exciting.
1: Yeah, I'd rather um, go apple picking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I don't even like apple uh, picking. <laughs> uh, you know, Hendon Hooker, you know, showed some nice flash of the greatness against Miami. Uh, defense, obviously, was spectacular in that first half. Um, this game, I mean, we should win handedly. I think I'm look- looking more towards... The following week where we take on, I believe, North Carolina, Notre, uh, UNC. Okay. UNC and then Notre Dame. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah. That's right.
0: But yeah, dude, I think that brings a nice wrap to episode number eight. Um, as always, it's, it's, it's been a pleasure and yeah, dude, definitely go give that a, give that last episode a listen. Cause that, uh, that beer crack is uh is going to be a staple for speaking for of back speaking to the field. of
1: which what was uh what was the drink of choice if any?
0: Ah, today, uh, I actually went with a cider. So, uh, Colleen, actually, I don't know if you know of there's this like wine service called Wink. Never heard. Um, so it's just like a, you know you choose like bottles online and they just get like uh, delivered. So it's to like you a monthly just, like,
1: subscription shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like a monthly like subscription. So she got like a cider. Uh, so I had a little bit of that. And then I had a bit of some Macallan 21, or McAllen 12, 21. Wow. Um, what about you? What was your stiff drink I for had a, a nice little, stiff, Friday night? little
1: stiffy over here? Um, above the belt, not below. Uh, it was <laughs> a. <laughs> 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 uh, I had a nice uh, honey whiskey on the rocks, a little Jack Daniels.
0: Dude, you know I haven't had Jack Daniels honey in a long. I remember in college we used to pound like that and Fireball. That that Oof. that used to be like our go tos, but now I just cannot do Fireball for some reason. I could do it. Like, it's just, like it's not it's
1: not my go to, or well, I won't go out of my way for it anymore. It's just it's too. I don't know. It's too sugary slash like yeah it has too much flavor it's not as it's too syrupy i think that's the problem
0: i'm uh I'm, I'm all about those white claws wait speaking of actually i think what last weekend you you gave a you gave the white claws a a try right what did you yeah, think
1: again it was just so i tried the white claw mango and then i tried the truly lime flavor uh because yeah. i got them for free from work because they're just sitting around the office so i kind of snuck
0: them wait, out. You, wait, you just have you just have white claws sitting at work. Yeah,
1: like at the end of like every Friday or at the end of the month, they always have like kind of like bring drinks in for people just kind of grab and drink at the office. Oh
0: shit. That's awesome.
1: <laughs> and so they bring in beers, now they bring in white claws, and I was like, Well, this seems like a good opportunity to try it. And everyone left and so I took about like, you know, three or four white claws, a couple of true leads, a couple some beers, and uh Uh, And I am a big, big fan of White Claw, uh, but only to the point of, or only for Mango. I've heard Mango is the best flavor. I haven't tried the other flavors, so it's not fair for me to say that this is the best flavor. But for the first time, trying White Claw or just hard seltzer, if you will, um, I do like it. It, White Claw is much better than Truly. I'll, I'll give you that. Oh.
0: 100% 100% agree. Yeah. So there's also a third company. It's called like Bon and Viv. I've heard that. Yeah. Um, yeah, So like, I mean, it's like the same sort of shit, right? Yeah, but uh, now um, everyone, but, yeah, no,
1: like, I, think- I feel like everyone has a, a hard seltzer. I mean, fuck. I mean, uh, you know, um, Four Loco has a hard Dude, seltzer. Dude, I, I see. I, I see, yeah. uh, Natty has a hard seltzer. Natty Light has a hard, hard seltzer. Um, so I feel like.
0: Yeah. I, I, I mean, it's. I, I think it's just that craze. Um, yeah, it will fade and, out and I will say year. I, I have seen, Oh, can't, uh, I don't know about fading out. I, you probably won't see much of it happening like in the fall and winter. I guess no, what I, guess what like, I mean like, by fading out is that,
1: is that yeah, people will still drink it and maybe to the capacity as we're seeing it now, but you won't see as much people talking about it or as much advertisement about it.
0: Oh, great. Yeah. I, I think the, I think the initial like, buzz of it has kind of gone right. away. I will say I'm very surprised and I'm kind of happy to see the resurgence of Bud Light Platinum. I've been seeing a lot more commercials and even like in the uh the like the Bud Light commercials that they do with like the knights and things like that. Uh I do see them kind of Got to bring try, Bud Light uh, Platinum back. Bud
1: Light Bud Light Orange if you haven't already.
0: I I have done Bud Light Orange only at like stadiums though. I I haven't really gone out and gone Bud Light Orange um, but only done like the Bud Light Orange and Bud Light Limes at actually at, at, I think at uh, what's it called at Capital One Arena. That that's usually the places that I that I've tried. Well, they
1: was. don't have Bud Light Orange, they have the shock tops at Capital One for the, that orange flavored beer. No, no,
0: yeah, yeah. Bud Light Limes were at Capital One. I've tried Bud Light Orange here. Um oh, somewhere else. We Colleen and I just went to yeah, we just went to a concert recently at MSG right. and there was Bud Light Orange there. So right. but all right, Eric. Always a pleasure. Um, and I will catch you next week. See ya.